Attention all boudoir photographers. Are you ready for an exclusive backstage pass to the world of boudoir? Introducing my exclusive Patreon membership for boudoir photographers like you. Join my inner circle and gain access to a treasure trove of boudoir photography expertise, tips, and inspiration. Immerse yourself in a supportive community where creativity thrives and confidence is celebrated. There are three membership tiers inside of Inner Circle. The Onyx membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants exclusive extra podcast episodes. The Gold membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants a little bit more with my done-for-you profitable pricing guide for boudoir photographers, camera basics course, behind the scenes of photo shoots, and live Q&A. The Rose Gold membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants it all. I get it, me too. <laughs> it includes everything from the previous memberships that I mentioned prior, plus courses on Facebook marketing and five boudoir poses that generate 1K sales, plus live Q&A. Elevate your skills and in -depth with in-depth tutorials that will take your boudoir photography to new heights. Click the link in the show notes to become a part of our Patreon family today. Welcome to Boudoir Business Education, a show for current and aspiring boudoir photographers, where we talk about where to start and how to sustain your boudoir portrait business. Hosted by me, Bethany Quinn. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Boudoir Business Education. Um, I am starting this out as episode one. So surprise, this is going to be a podcast. <laughs> and this is our first episode. So thank you for joining. If you have any questions, feel free to leave them in the comments below. Um, I uh, you can listen to this wherever, uh, podcasts, wherever you listen, download your podcast, um, starting in, uh, August actually. So it's very exciting. So basically I am going to be putting this on here when we recording them live here in the Facebook group and, uh, boudoir business education. And, uh, if you don't, if you're more of like a podcast listener and you don't really want to watch the video, same information, you know, then you can actually find me, um, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So, and yay, we're doing it live. So I have a little like list here of things to go through. And today's episode is about me because I, I mean, some of you are new to the group. Um, it's a good introduction into what you're getting into here. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Bethany Quinn. I'm the photographer behind BB Quinn Photography and um, the educator behind Boudoir Business Education. I am a, uh, a co-educator and a boudoir specialist for the booked photographer with Heather Chesky as well. So um, I like to show up on the third. It'll be the third Wednesday of the month. Right now it's Tuesdays, but after September, it will be the third Wednesday of the month um, for live Q&As with that mastermind. So um, yeah, without further ado, um, let me tell you a little bit more about my studio and uh, where I'm coming from, because I think my story can relate a lot to your story as well, as we are, you know, coming out of like uh, jobs, like we want to be a full-time photographer, right? Or maybe you just want to do like a part-time gig. 
or not at all. I know of photographers that have a full-time job and they just want to be a boudoir photographer, fashion photographer, or whatever. So this podcast is mostly for people who are finding their boudoir business, who are um, wanting to learn how to start, period. Um and it can also apply to other forms of portrait photography as well. I don't see a lot of portrait photographers taking the boudoir business or the boudoir mop, yeah, boudoir business model and applying it to their business. So maybe it's something new that you guys can try out. I think it'd be a lot of fun too, and your clients will love it. So anyway, back to me. How weird is it to always talk about yourself, at least for the episode? Um, so I opened my studio doors um, coming out of a lockdown in the city of Indianapolis, Indiana, during a global pandemic. Um, during lockdown, I think everyone felt that same, uh, like reevaluating, reprocessing your lives, right? So I built my private Facebook group coming from shooting all kinds of portraiture, like headshots were my jam for a while, but it wasn't something that I was really into. You know what I mean? Like there are things that we do for our bread and butter, and then there are things that we like to shoot and we want to be able to shoot the thing that we love all the time. So it was hard for me, like pre-pandemic, to make that cut. And plus, like, I kind of had some, like, there were people that were in my orbit at the time that were like, you're not going to be able to do this full time. What are you talking about? You're going to have to shoot weddings. You're going to have to shoot this, that, and the other. If you do do that and you love doing that, kudos to you. But it was not my story. I didn't want it to be my story. So... During the pandemic, and we had all this downtime, I beefed up and I had a private, I built my private Facebook group, Empowering Women Through Boudoir. I beefed up my social media so I had enough content for the entire month. And I just showed up and entertained my people and just coming from a place of service. Um, I also launched a model rep program, which if you're in the senior photography genre right now, or if you're familiar with that, potential clients that are a part that represent your business and you get with them about, I do mine every other month. And then we have like meetups uh, in between the months that we're not shooting. So um, I went from doing it from a full year to six months. And these ladies have, are, it's been incredible. Um, we do different themed shoots for the month. I'll have them vote on it. Um, but yeah, I was able to build that during the pandemic. And I also booked boudoir clients that filled my availability for three months out. Yeah. When we couldn't even leave the house, I was booking clients and it was just one of those things where, um, and I can get into this in later episodes, but, um, and I'm planning on making a guide for you all too, um, where people are just, we're hungry for experiences and I think people are still hungry for experiences, but it was like the promise of something happening after this lockdown that was super powerful. And even if it was like, oh, we're still in lockdown, like we'll just have to push this back. So it was, I held that guarantee of like in keeping my, um, my, uh, I can't, my, uh, <laughs> rescheduling, rebooking, um, uh, policy very loose. That way people are still paying me, but like, oh my gosh, if I have to hurry up and do this, oh my gosh, if I have to, if I have to, if I can't 
show up or what if some, someone is sick in my family, if I have to go back into quarantine, well, that's okay. We'll just rebook it for the next month or the next availability that comes up. And then I went onto a wait list. So I can go into more about that in future episodes, but I just thought it was just incredible the way that things were unfolding. But this didn't actually happen overnight. So I actually started doing hair 10 years ago. Um, so I was told I come from a smaller town. Now I live in Indianapolis. 10 years ago, I lived in like up further north in a smaller town. It would be considered a city. And you can still make this work even if you live in a smaller area. But the people that I was around couldn't see that as a possibility for me. Um, I had someone tell me, well, if you want to be creative, this is someone in my family. They said, if you want to be creative, the only thing you can do in this town is go to hair school. And I believed them. What in the world? (laughs) Come on, girl. We can do better than that. So I went to hair school. I, um, I mean, honestly, I was a really horrible student. (laughs) I liked doing hair. It was a lot of fun. I loved the one-on-one interaction I had with people. I did a really good job. I got accepted into an apprenticeship program into a really well-known salon that was in like the bigger city. So it was like, okay, Anderson, bye. That's where I'm from. Um, So I'm going to go work for this this high-end salon in the city where I want to be. So after a year of working 12 hour days, uh, six days, six days, no, it was five days a week. Um, I was also taking on production work, um, for local Walmart ads as well. Um, so I was busy. (laughs) I was, I was hustling really hard. You know, I was in my mid twenties, so it was like, all right, well, I don't really want to do anything else other than work because I'm exhausted. And that's what I did. So, um, it did take one day for my, my then boyfriend at the time, he's my husband now, um, to be like, you know what? You seem so miserable doing hair. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm really passionate about hair. I really, really like it. And I was lying to myself the entire time. And he was like, well, if you can do anything, what would you do? And then it was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm not really happy doing this. Like, I feel really burnt out. I would go on vacation. I'd come back and it would still be like, like I was beating my head against the wall. But it's not about what I didn't like or did like about it. It was about like what I learned from it. And seeing these people that were super passionate about doing hair, it was like, I want to be that passionate about doing hair too. I want to be that passionate about something. But there was always this like tap on my shoulder to go back to photography because photography was the one thing that I did during high school that was like, that got me through that time in my life because it was like, I'm not going to pretend like I was this like, Oh, I'm the star popular person in my high school. I was not the popular person. I was the weird kid that people were like, why are you wearing that? I went to a country school. People didn't understand me (laughs) except for my best friend, Julie and a handful of other people. But, um, it was like, I'm just going to go to the art room 
or and like work on my projects there after I finish up with tests and stuff and other classes. Or I'm just going to go hang out in the dark room because this is my this is my happy space. Or I would go out shooting or something. So I got real with myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to go down to part time doing hair and to go back to school for photography because all I knew was film photography. That was it. I didn't know anything about digital. Honestly, I thought digital was like, I'm selling out, you know, like I, like I am going to be a purist. I'm going to develop my own film. No, you're not. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm not doing any of that. Now I'm like, oh my God, how did I think I was going to be, what was I thinking? Okay. Anyway, so to move on from that, let's fast forward to my college. I went back to college to learn photography because all I knew was how to like use my autofocus on my my point and sh- not my point that was an appointment shoot it was on Nikon and I had like a Pentax uh a film camera I can't tell you the model of what it is now I sold it on eBay because it was it's like a cool like vintage thing that people like to collect now so I'm like okay that's fine I'll I will sell my old camera body so that I can buy a newer a digital Nikon and so I did that I went to school got a new camera because they it came with the the um college tuition and um yeah I oh my gosh it was so much now I'm like it was so much fun because the assignments that we would do and I miss this like sense of community do you ever feel like you're by yourself a lot like trying to build this thing that a lot of people can't see and you know some people are doubting you some people are like that's not real or but they'll be willing to like jump in to help you with a photo shoot whenever you're ready because this is the thing that you like to do as a hobby right so um you know I was around other photographers and I started and I was shooting everything anything and everything I was super jazzed about the um like the assignments, I'd be that annoying kid in my photography classes that was like, oh, you forgot to assign homework. That was not me in high school at all. Uh, So yeah, obviously photography was my jam. Um, But so I first started my first like, um, portrait glamour type experience was during this time. And we had a studio in the, um, at, at my school. And um, so I found out about Sue Bryce. If any of you like, she is the queen of glamour portraiture. And it's not like glamour, like 1980s glamour. It's like gorgeous, Vanity Fair inspired type portrait photography. And so she does like, she did like the hair and makeup for her clients. She did it was in a whole experience. It wasn't like, okay, let's go to the park with mom and dad, get our portrait taken. Here we are. It was like, no, you are going to spend the day for yourself. It was more of like a self-care exercise. And it was like, she was creating this work that is like high fashion quality. And I was like, oh, what is this? I've always been attracted to fashion photography, but I wanted to work with real people instead of not that models aren't real people, but I wanted to 
serve my community, my local community. So what I did was I got two of my girlfriends together that were going to college with me at that time. I will never forget this day. It was so awesome. So what we did, um, and I worked in the library or the, I was just, as a student worker during the time. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to book, book out the studio for two hours is probably all that I'll need. And I made an announcement on my Facebook page. This was before Facebook Live um, that like, hey, anyone that wants to see the behind the scenes of a glamour session with hair and makeup, tune into Periscope live at six o'clock tonight. Periscope. Does anyone remember Periscope? I was such a great platform. But anyway, I'm so glad that Facebook has been made it easier now uh, for us to go live. So thank you, Facebook. Um, so I made the announcement. And I was like, okay, we'll just see how this goes. And I had two of my girlfriends. So my girlfriend, Shay, if you're listening, if you're in here, Shay, girl, I miss you. Um, she was manning my phone. Do like, and then answer, and then like letting me know any questions. And I was doing the hair and makeup for my model, Alex. And, you know, this was the first time I've ever done, well, I think I was still doing production work at the time. So I was putting her hair and makeup on. We took before and after photos. We got so caught up in answering questions on the Periscope that it took a hair and makeup took a lot longer <laughs> than what we anticipated. And um, before we knew it, we got a little tap on the door of the studio. We were like, who's that? Because it's like late at night and usually you can go as late as you want because there weren't any security guards on campus. So it was like, oh, we're going to be here all night. This will be so fun. Kind of like a lock-in slumber party type thing. And it's the security guard that was like, oh, yeah, you used to, you, you come by the library. I didn't know that you... Because my campus was a like more like a like next door to they called the pyramids, so it was like next door to the other building. So I thought he was the security guard for one of the buildings, but he was the security guard for all of them. And he was like, "Hey, um, you're gonna need to wrap this up because there's not supposed to be anybody on campus after nine o'clock." Yeah, it was nine o'clock. We spent three hours in hair and makeup answering questions for three hours. <laughs> so um, it was like okay, well, let me, let me just go over there and talk to him really quick. And so she turned off, I was like, we'll be back, blah, blah, blah. And we turned off our broadcast <laughs> and, um, I'm like, Hey, I think his name was Frank. I was like, Hey Frank, how's it going? Do you mind? Like we've been working really hard all night preparing for this photo shoot. Will you give us like 10 minutes? Like all I have to do is photograph her. I already have the setups in mind that I want to do. And he's like, Oh, hey, Bethany. Yeah, sure. I'll let you do that. You have 10 minutes. I was like, okay, not a problem. And then we shut the door and get to work. And we photograph. I photographed her for probably about five minutes. And then he came back in and was like, hey, you got to wrap this up. So it was like, okay, well, let's. All right. I got really good shots anyway. I was so excited. And, um, yeah, the images turned out beautiful and I put them online for everyone to see. And, uh, my model was like, oh my gosh, my boyfriend really loves those photos. And he says, thank you because 
like this is how he sees me and you know I never thought I could be so beautiful and this was such an amazing experience and it was like really oh my god I pulled this off that's so cool and that was the like you know that feeling when it's like I'm supposed to be doing this for the rest of my life yes like it felt amazing after that shoot and he had her boyfriend ended up using my photo as like a background, like the wallpaper on his cell phone. So that felt really awesome too. Um, anyway, so I knew that was like, I have to keep doing this. So time has gone by. I shot a little bit of anything and everything, but I really wanted to do, uh, I wanted to just photograph women. And I wanted just them and me because you learn so much about their story and where they're coming from. You learn about their insecurities. You learn about them as a human being, not just as a subject. And sharing that with other people was the most powerful thing I have ever experienced in my time as a photographer. And it's like, I knew, I knew this is what I wanted to do, but it was like throwing spaghetti at a wall, right? cooked spaghetti. Um, you just th keep throwing at it. You keep throwing it at the wall until, until something sticks. But it was like, I'm tired of trying to make things stick all the time. Like I really, and this is when Kara Marie came into my life. She's a black, well, she's retired now. She lives in Italy. <laughs> she's fabulous. Um, I went to the portrait masters conference in 2019 pre pandemic and I got to meet her and I saw her do a live shoot on stage and talk about her story about how she became a photographer and she only shoots black and white boudoir and it was like how do I switch my business model from color portraits with people and their families and them as individuals and like um headshots and personal branding to this business model what if I lose clients what if I Oh my gosh, but this is really what I want. I love it so much. And she, because she was doing that and I started out shooting black and white in high school. That's all that I did. And I just love the look of that. Mm, I love it. That's me. That's me. And she's doing it and she's super profitable about it. She has a wait list of hundreds of women waiting to book with her are you freaking kidding me? This girl comes in here with her black and white photography boudoir too. And she's, she's killing it, man. This is awesome. So it was like, how did you do this? How did you do that? When I met her and I was trying to be respectful because sometimes I, I like, I fangirl over this girl because I've watched just about, and I've bought like every single course that she's ha offered. She's fabulous. Um, but it was like, how do I make this do? But it was like, okay, I just need to do, just do. So I got two models. I was like, let's just see where this goes. I booked out studio space. I was like, this is what's going down. This is going to be, uh, here's your wardrobe. This is all going to be in black and white. I'm going to use these images. I hope you're cool with it. And I didn't word it like that. It was like, sign this model release. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to use this to build my business, my black and white boudoir business that's happening. And initially I was going to tag this shoe onto doing a, like submitting it to a local fashion magazine. It didn't make it, but 
who cares because it helped me build my boudoir business. Um, but yeah, I, I started like, I did that shoot, excuse me. And I, um, was like, yep, this is what I want to do. Like, just as I suspected, because that's something that is really important too, is like, before you're like, yes, I'm going to shoot, but I'm going to do, make this boudoir business. It's going to be fantastic. Try shooting it first before you even decide to make it a business, because who knows if you're going to like it. And then you have all these shoots booked up. If you do get booked, awesome. But then you're going to realize, I don't want to do this, or maybe you'll love it. Who knows? But just do that initial portfolio build first. There's so many women that I talk to that are like, I'm going to make this. This is what I'm going to do. These are my plans. Okay. That's awesome. I'm glad you're thinking in that direction, but where's your portfolio for this thing that you want to sell? Because before anyone will book with you, they got to see the type of work that you're doing. And they're like, oh, well, I didn't have that good of a, uh, like models flake out. Yes, they do flake out. And that is the thing. And people get discouraged by this too. More on me in a minute, but let me stand on my soapbox real quick. Um, that is a part of the game. People are going to try to reschedule with you. People are going to cancel on you. People are not even going to show up to their shoot. They're going to no call, no show you. But I'm going to show you how to deal with all that. And here's the thing. It does suck when that happens. Mm, it sucks when it happens. <sighs> but it's part of the, the industry. And you need to know how to deal with those things when they come up. And they will happen, you know, but you'll get thicker skin. And that first time that it happens, it's so, oh, I can't believe it. And, you know, it's the same thing when people con like contact you for inquiries is like, oh, well, how much, how much is this? If they're asking for pricing right out of the bat, they're just price hunting. They're not looking to for your, for you. They're looking for a specific price point and, you know, they're going to, ghost you. People are going to ghost you. People are going to not show up. People are going to promise you things and then not follow through with them. But here's the thing is it's going to happen and you'll learn how to protect your boundaries around those happening ever again. So um, enough of that. We'll keep continuing on, but I'll talk more about that in future episodes. But um, so it took a lot to transition, not really a whole lot, it was more of like a mindset shift to switch your perspective, to switch my perspective from how am I going to do this to making action steps. And the first thing you have to figure out is what do you want your portfolio to look like? And your work is going to evolve over time. So it's not like you may do a first shoot and it may look like total crap. Well, what I mean, if anything, it's going to be a learning experience for you. And you know, you just adjust, you use this as a, you use this podcast as a resource. You use this live recording as a resource. You use Google. I'm a huge advocate of Google on learning more about lighting, learning more about how to talk to your subjects, learning more about how to make your work look better. And it's all followed up by action. If you, you can sit and watch these videos, listen to all of the episodes in this podcast and 
until you do the work, you're not going to see any turnaround until, you know, you're actually out there. You have some skin in the game and having skin in the game is really hard to do sometimes mentally, not the action itself. It's wrapping your mind around the, oh my gosh, what's so-and-so going to think about this? Oh my gosh, what if the other photographer is so much better than me? Who do I think I am? You'll get those fraudy feelings coming up, but they're not real. It's just this portion in your brain that's telling you these things that are untrue because you're jumping out of your comfort zone. There's more on that in future episodes. I feel like this is a spiel that I could go on forever and ever and ever. So, um, yeah, I finally got past that, ready to go. I was putting my money down. About I looked at a studio space at the Stutz in Indianapolis downtown, and I had been trying to get into that thing forever, eight years. Um, I shared a space with another photographer in their education platform. Um, and then um, someone that works with my, for my husband was like, hey, there is some studio spaces opening up in this suite. You should check it out. And I did the tour. I'm like, yes, this is the one that I want. Reserve this for me. I have the money. And she's like, okay, well, they're not done yet because they were renovating that suite. So it was like, all right, well, this is, I am like, hell yes, right now. This is a hell yes. And she's like, okay, we'll save it for you. And we'll let you know when it's done. So it's being built. It's turn come here comes March, right? And I had um I had shoots booked. And it's like we go into lockdown. And it then it's like, oh, oh, oh no. And I'm sure a lot of you have been through this or you've seen someone go through this of like, holy shit, what do we do now? Do I close my doors? Do I do this? Do I do that? Oh, there's no way that money's going to come in during this time. So what I did <laughs> was I, like I said, I entertained my people. I took that time. Like I have all this downtime. I can show up live. There's more people online now than there ever has been because they're looking for stuff to do. There are people in their homes by themselves that are looking for connection with people that are photographers. So why not? So I created photo camp. And it was just like a little like week long, or I think I did it for two weeks. Um, it was like two weeks long um, education series on just keeping people busy and like giving them example, like how to be a better shooter. And I gave them, and they could sign up with their iPhones, they could do it with their cameras, they could do it with their film cameras, their DSLRs, those kind of things. And um, I gave them assignments every day <laughs> and just talked to them. And I also built up Empowering Women Through Boudoir and showed up in that group. And um, I did like a, um, I, oh, I created a video on like, what's like, what's in my like things that you can put together for your boudoir session. And I had my mannequin in here and I did like an hour live of, Oh, you compare this with this. You compare that with that. And just went through the wardrobe, my studio wardrobe and put outfits together just to show people that like, Oh, it's really easy to do this. So when we get out of lockdown, it gave them something to look forward to. 
Um, and it was really awesome. <laughs> and that's what I did. And I created posts. I batch created content for that group. And, um, yeah, I really harnessed a connection with them. And that's not to say that you can't like, sometimes I feel like when people talk about a certain time or photographers talk about a certain time in their, in their business, it's like, oh, well, those were the days, you know? And it's like, well, you could still do that now (laughs) because I'm pretty sure not a lot of other people are doing that out there. Hell, a lot of people aren't even showing up live in their, in their, um, private Facebook groups. So that'll be another guide that I'm putting together for you is how to show up in your Facebook group and how to um, cultivate a community within that. Um, But yeah, I, uh, anyway, during that time, I was also being really sensitive to the climate that was going on around me. So it wasn't like, Hey, let's book a shoot, you know, and like, forget about COVID because it was like, no, you can't have anyone in the studio with you. You have to wear a mask in the building. So once that all lifted, I was booked for three months straight because I showed up live. Um, I learned a lot. I joined the booked photographer with Heather. And um, because I was like, you know, this is an education platform that I know is going to help propel my business forward. And Heather hadn't let me down yet. <laughs> and so I think she's in this group. So if you're watching this girl, hey. Um, so why don't I, I remember we were actually going on a trip to my husband and I to a um, like to stay at the uh, like on the lakes that weekend and she was doing a launch and I was like it doesn't matter like I have the money because I had already booked people and like I'm going to join her platform and I did and she had these boxer accesses and we just like hit it off and now I'm educating I'm an educator for her um for her people so um that was like a turning point in my business was joining that. And also I started learning about Facebook ads and running Facebook ads. And I built up my book even further. And it was like, I ended up with a wait list. And so, um, yeah, it was still just being super sensitive to what was going on. Um, Oh yeah. Um, about the, um, rescheduling just being like, I was kind of shy about it because, but it was still like, Hey, um, but you can always rebook. So I just was super lenient about that. And then anyway, um, yeah, that's pretty much my story. Um, so thanks for listening. Um, but I want to hear about like where you are in all of this. Um, are you stuck in the proverbial boudoir closet like I was <laughs> before the pandemic happened? Um, or are you dabbling with the idea of um, potentially like making the dive? Maybe you haven't even like, like you're still figuring out if you even like to shoot, period. You know, um, I want to hear where you all are at. So let me know by sending me an email or you can comment below. Um, at, uh, <laughs> bb at bbquinnphotography.com. I started laughing because I was like, wait, which email address do I send them to? But you can send an email to my, my address there. Um, 
sorry, this is what happens when you go live, you know, things happen. I'd love to hear more about what you guys are doing. And um, in the future, I'm going to set up a voicemail service where you can leave a voicemail of your wins of the week. So, and they'll be featured here on the podcast. So if you're interested in doing that, I would love, love, love to hear from you. And this will be going live um, in the podcast realm and the YouTube realm um, on August 1st. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you here in the group. See ya. Foodware Business Education is supported by our listeners. If you'd like to be a supporter, please contribute on the button in the show notes and we'll give you a shout out during our broadcast. Special thanks to Sarah Wilkie, podcast editor and multimedia artist, BB Quinn Photography, a black and white boudoir photography studio that helps the modern woman feel more confident in her own power. And of course, thank you for listening.